Hello, everyone. Welcome to this episode of Becoming the 1% Podcast. My guest today is Coach Luca. He is the owner of Vigor Ground Fitness and the strength coach for the Seattle Seawolves. A very, very cool episode talking about strength and conditioning, the process of becoming an actual professional in this industry, how to start a gym, how to actually uh, make your marketing strategy implement in your area, and how to get results from those strategies. Enjoy the episode. I assume the second tower still hadn't gone down. You land in Nova Scotia. No, we don't. And we didn't know, you know, if you try to call, like nobody could get a call out, text, you know, nothing was every once in a while, you know, somebody would get a call out and be like, uh, you know, America got attacked. And then it was like, what? You didn't know anything, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, my yeah. Goodness. And then we weren't a flight. So to, we weren't a, that flight once it landed for like 24 hours, because what they started doing was like checking the planes dogs military yeah sure and then organizing it was basically like all right these six planes go to the high school these six eight planes go to the uh, stadium so we went to the military camp right so our plane and whatever amount of planes went to the military camp so only once we got there Mm -hmm. and it was just like oh shit you know watch the tv oh shit uh you you were trying to go to new york so that was my 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 first i I was going to junior college upstate in Uh binghamton so i went to the juco and I was kind of already late because long story, like I went to this um, Eastern Invitational Basketball Academy, right? Yeah. Like pretty much, I mean, I got stories, however many stories you want, because it's going deep, man. It's going deep. But, but you know, I ended up deciding, like I was, you know, I was already playing kind of pro ball in Slovenia, mm-hmm. but but I was also doing a lot of stupid shit. Like I was, I was in organized crime and doing a lot of dumb stuff. Whoa. And it came to like, you know, it came to just a place where I, I started this, the year, the year previously, I already had went to this call, thing called Eastern Invitational Basketball Academy. It's kind of like the biggest high school, um, essentially camp, you know, for talent to see how people are playing in the U.S. It's in Trenton, New Jersey. We went as a team, as the Slovenian team, like, hey, let's compete against the U.S. and like, you know, develop our skills, and this will be a good experience. Yeah. So I went up there, did really well, and this guy, the um, Wayne Jones, that basically was the coach of my team. He was like, oh man, you're good, like you're, you know, a little nuts, but you ever thought about college, you know? And I was like, no, nah, like. I'm, I'm not thinking about college in my mind. I'm like, listen, I'm already playing basketball. I'm going to go pro. I'm, I'm kind of already pro division two getting paid. Also like sell drugs, make a bunch of money. So <laughs> yeah. in my mind, I'm like, eh, right. Nice dude though. So, but then that year of my life was very, very like uh, crazy in, in, in every way possible. Right. And it's like, things started coming to, to reality. Cause you know, it's like, look, when you're in crime, it's just, there's no, good ending ever right it's all yes. the things prison or die yeah things can only get worse you know it's <laughs> like it's just you know the movies if you watch the movies there's no happy ending it's just true in real life but so things started happening where i was just like okay like oof. reality started kicking in my mm-hmm. coach who was a huge influence in slovenia was just like you know i was like i know what you're doing did he like, he knew kind of yeah what, i mean you can't, going on. you can't not know you know it's like yeah. the streets talk people talk every, you know and and he was just like hey man like you know, you got to understand, like, there's really just two paths here, right? Like one path goes here, one path goes, and he really cared about me. I would say he, he definitely changed the trajectory of my life. That's awesome. And, but Wayne would keep in touch with me, right? Mm-hmm. After that, he, uh, so he was like, man, he didn't know what was going on, you yeah. know, but he's emailing me, how you doing this, that, the other. He's like, well, why don't you come up to, he lived in Denver. He's like, why don't you come to Denver for two weeks? We'll train altitude. And then we'll do two EIBCs back to back, right? Cause you can, there was, I think there was three total camps, like three weeks. Yeah. And, and it's like, there was just so much stuff going on for me. Like that was not good, you know? And I was like, all right, cool. I'll, I'll do it. You know? And I ended up going now. I have no idea about 
recruiting scholars, like nothing. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So uh, EIBC is in July, right? Mm-hmm. Which stands for what? EIBC? Uh, it was Eastern Invitational Basketball uh, uh, Clinic or something like that okay. in Trenton, New Jersey. Um, gotcha. And basically it, it was, uh, you know, I'm like, all right, let's go. And I'm playing, I'm, I'm playing. So the way the, the, the basketball works in Europe is like, you know, the high school team is not like the thing. Mm-hmm. You play for the juniors of a pro team, whatever that pro team is, right? So it's like uh, at that point in time, Olympia was the number one team in the country. It's where the most, you know, top players came through. So then you had right. under 18s, under 16s, under four, you know, you play for those teams and that's where the competition is the best. The high school stuff is like, man, I'd play it on the side and score 50. You know, it's, it's, it's like one of those things. So I'm playing for our team in, in, in the youth category. We're top four in the nation. Mm-hmm. In the pros, we're like in division two. Right, mm-hmm. so we're not the top league, but you know I'm like 17. I'm yeah, playing, I was gonna you say know, you're still young. You're in high school, getting paid under the table type stuff. You know, not this, it. Is the, this is the Balkans. You know, so in I, you know, I end up I end up going right. I'm like kind of like all right, look, maybe this college. I, I I don't know, maybe this college thing, but I can't. This is it's not a good place, right, for me. I mean, and it wasn't like you know I was loving ball, my friends, like all that stuff, but it, but I just knew I it just, was the double life. It was yeah, it was yeah. just I, I just knew I needed to get away from it, and also how can I still keep playing ball or go to school? You know, because in Slovenia I was I applied for school, didn't go, I was just hooping, right? Yeah. And and I I go there, and we train. I do really well. You know, mm-hmm. it's like I got Quinnipiac, Delaware State, uh, Western Michigan. They're all like, oh, what position you play? Go, well, I was naturally like a shooting guard, a two. Now you look at me, you're like, not like, you know, this guy's a two. So I played, but I played a two in college because I can mm-hmm. shoot lights out. So, and basically, you know, they're, they're like, we, we love your game. Mm-hmm. You know, you could walk on. Right. So I'm like, oh, cool, walk yeah, on. Cool, all right, cool. Yeah. What's that? You know, then you look at all those and it's like, yeah, you know, Wayne's like, all right, but you know, these schools start at $48,000 a year, right? Like just to get, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. All right, it's not, it's not going to work. Right. Uh-huh. So, so then, but then there was a guy there that was like, hey man, like, uh, and of course, nobody's got scholarships anymore in July. You don't have a you know scholarship in July for right. D1 schools. Yeah, because it's or, e, or D honestly, like even D twos. I mean, mm-hmm. the top ones you just you don't they don't have that anymore. They've already given them away by yeah. like end of May. It's like it's gone. And so there's but there's a guy that goes like, hey, look, man, like you can play. I, I, you know, I used to go to the school. I, I played. I coached. Then he, then at that point in time, he was at a really high level JUCO D one. But he's like, but I can connect you. Like, you'll play. Like, you're good. But no full ride. We, you can get some stuff covered. Expenses aren't big. It's Now, he says it's in New York. Now, in my mind, I'm like, yeah, New York. New York City. <laughs> New York City right? <laughs> and I come home. It's like, I remember this the clear as day. August 3rd. Boy, the tap it. Uh, there you go. August 3rd. Yeah, uh, that happens. August 3rd, I, I, come, uh, I come home and I'm like, all right, like, I'm going to do this. Mm-hmm. So it's like embassy, visa, the whole shebang, right? Like. And that's, I mean, it took that long, mm-hmm. you know, to, and it was a very, very much so like, not out of nowhere, but definitely, you know, a big, like for people, well, there's something doing this, right? Mm-hmm. But I got, basically I got my visa by, you know, right at the beginning of September. And it was just like, all right, I got my flight. My flight was September 11th, right? <laughs> yeah. in, in 2001. So, yeah. so that was, and here was so crazy. I, it probably wasn't until 10 days you know that I'm like digging into the details of the school, and I start going like, "Hmm," you know. I mean, back then, remember, like computers ain't pulling up stuff like we're pulling it up, right? So <laughs> right. Yeah. Two thousand one. I gotta go to, go, it was I gotta go to maps and actually like do the whole. I mean, it's taking me a long time, but I'm like, 
shit, this isn't in the city. No. This is up. Oh, wow. Oh, this is three and a half hours from the city. <laughs> right. Oh, this is Binghamton. What is, I don't have, I have no clue. Right. Yeah. So I'm just kind of, uh, I'm going. Heading up um, there anyway. Yeah. yeah, I'm going. Yeah. So, so then, you know, that, then it was like the September 11th happened. And, you know, that was, that was absolutely crazy because it was, again, you know, I'm flying up there. Oh, you know, initially it was like, oh, we're just going to go back to Germany. Then when, when, is, when am I going to be able to even come into the U.S.? Mm -hmm. But, you know, we ended up flying, flew into Nova Scotia, spent a week there. Uh, I mean, that's the short story. It was even, even the, to my time there was crazy, but um, ended up taking the buses back and I was at school, I think at on, I'm going to go ahead and say it was like the 19th or something like that. Okay. You know? um, and then I have two years in junior college, went full, got a, a pretty much full ride in uh, Virginia Intermont, which was Southern Virginia, yep. D2, played there and then went and played overseas. I played, what'd, you, what'd you study while you were in uh, college? Business, man. I mean, well, you know what it was? It was just like, eh, whatever, right? Like, what business? Okay, I'm inside the business, yeah, man. Something that applies to everything, yeah. But I did, here's the thing. I've I, I've, I've always been geeking. Like, there's this underlying, people are like, when did you get into fitness? Yeah. Right? And um, there's these crossover stories. So I did, like, all these, basically, um, I, I got a minor in exercise science and kinesiology, right? Because mm -hmm. I was, too. I was, it, it was, I was so into the, the training stuff. And so my mom opened up a gym when I was 13 years old. Mm -hmm. right and she worked the bank and basically with her friend they opened up a gym and in slovenia you have like these they call physical culture buildings right it's like it's, you know the government sponsors it and there's like basketball courts this that the other so at the top of this building there was i mean i'm gonna make a guess i think it probably was about 1600 square feet mm -hmm. maybe the gym um techno gym squat racks like the you know but it was membership gym yeah they didn't know what the hell they were doing but but I mean that I guarantee you, like part of the trajectory of my career started like there. Early on from there. Early on. And and like I was a scrawny kid, you know, like I'm I want to play ball. I'm not remember, I'm not that great. I'm short. Like I'm all this I'm the guy not getting picked. You uh -huh. know, like, oh shit, we gotta pick this kid. <laughs> you know, chip on my shoulder, my whole life chip on my shoulder, right? So I started training and I was very fortunate. So there was a, a guy in there, top powerlifter in the country, you know. He's training out there and he's like, all right, kid, let me show you how to bench. Let me show you how to squat. Like, I mean, I'm talking about top notch, right? What's and, his name? Uh, I cannot remember. No? I cannot remember. No, for, for the life of me. Gotcha. Uh, I'm, if, I, I'm going to go ahead and say it was Andraj. Hard name to say, right? Yeah. But, but I can't remember. Um, but, I, but, but I remember, like, he would spend a lot of time, like, helping me. But then there was also two guys at the bottom. One is Alyash Pegan, which is another guy. But he was, a, you could actually look him up. There were, uh, it's two guys world-class gymnast i'm talking about gold medals and it was gymnastics gymnastics, gymnastics. like he was uh he was the straddle right um and again they had a little gym at the bottom it's, mm -hmm. this place was called partisan right so little gym famous yeah. and they would just do all the gymnastics stuff and every once in a while they come up and train and do their thing mm -hmm. and show me stuff too so it was like i didn't even know how good i had it at that point in time right but but it's but i learned a lot and i would go there and i would train you know what i mean like three days a week i'm lifting weights and that's where I first, I think, got into the whole, like, whoa, I'm bigger now. Like, I can body people. Whoa, I got a, my first step is fast. Oh, I couldn't touch the rim. I can touch the type of the rim, right? Mm -hmm. So you get this, you know, feedback loop. And then that's what spurred, you know, now I'm like, I don't know if you guys remember, like, this is way back in the day, but air alert. You remember, like, the, the yeah. plyometric program was horrible. Like, if yeah. you looked at it today, like, scientifically, this is shit. But, you know, they're playing, <laughs> it's like air alert, air alert, too. And I'd buy that. And then, I, you know, that it was that, a program. It was a yeah, training was a program. program. Okay. Like, you know, get your vert up, right? And got I, it. Got it. And with the plyo shoes. I know you remember the plyo shoes. I remember yeah. the plyo yeah. shoes, yes. I mean, 
What was the I name would, of that board you guys used Vertimax. to have? Vertimax. Vertimax. Have you done that? No, so the Vertimax was later. That yeah, was yeah, later. Yeah, yeah. Vertimax ain't bad. It's, no, Vertimax is not bad. It's not bad. Depending on how you use it and what you use it for. I mean, yeah. this was like just the volume. I mean, talk about extensive plows. This is like overtraining plows. Oh, yeah. And initially, obviously, you got some results because you were doing stuff, right? But but what it did, it just it led me into to really, really dive down like the rabbit hole. You know, mm-hmm. start reading stuff from Verhoshansky and Zetsiorsky and... Mel Sif and Tudor, I was like, you know, 15, 16, reading the speed trap from Charlie Francis. I mean, I was in it, man. Like yeah. everything that you can imagine. And so when, and again, another fortunate event to happen. Um, Cause I was a, like, I was a crazy, I mean, probably I'm c- controlled crazy now. Like back then it was like uncontrolled crazy. Right. I'll do like, tell me to eat the barbell to get faster. I'm eating the barbell. Like I'll do whatever. And so my coach who loved the, the enthusiasm, right. I was like, hey, like, I want to dunk it. Like, I want to be the fastest. I want to... So he goes like, all right, let me talk to you. So his friend was this guy's name, uh, Serjan Georgievich. <laughs> Say that t- three times real <laughs> man, fast. these right? names. See, I know, tough. man. It's like it's the Balkan stuff. But but he's legitimately, like, you know, one of the top track and field guys in Eastern Europe. I mean, he trained Marilyn Adi in the last six years of her career. Um, Brigitte Bukovic, who was silver medalist hurdles in 92 Barcelona Olympics. Mm-hmm. And just, I mean, he was so far ahead of of the game yeah and basically you know boris who's my coach is like i got this kid he's nuts you know like he just he'll do whatever you know and he goes like yeah just tell him to come before school you know like 6 6 30 you know thinking there's no way i'm showing up my ass is right there you know like uh-huh. i was like i was annoying at the beginning like i was annoying you know it was like oh my God, what's this kid doing here and then he realized that like i'll do anything and this is all before school all before basketball i mean no, so, this, so like just... imagine this is me in high school i'm like 16 17 years old okay so before I'll go and train, go to school, after school go lift, go to basketball practice. Like I mean, mm-hmm. I'm training like five hours a day, man. Yeah, like I'm I'm obsessed, right? And but I'm there training with like Brigitte Bukovs, mm-hmm. like Olympians, right? Yeah. Oh, ten percent on the sled does this foot fire. Boom, boom. I mean, like I'm learning stuff. You know, he was doing EKG tests on muscle stuff like before anybody. Way you back I mean? then, yeah. Way wow. back. I mean, we're talking about way back. This is, let's see. This is like 98, 97, 98, 99, right? Like, There's been a lot of techniques out of the, I mean, Eastern Europe, I think that catch on to the States a lot later on. I mean, has that been your, have you seen that at all to be the case that oftentimes you know, there's strength training techniques that are late to the game in the U.S.? What's, you know, what's so interesting is that I trained under some great people and then, you know, cause there's been phases. So when I came to the U.S. and, and even before that, like there's different things that popped up. Remember like. It, there was a phase of, you know, steady state cardio for fat loss. And then it was sure. a phase of this and a phase of that, right? Like, and, and I would go back and go like, ah, what our coaches were, you know, in different phases, you learn new stuff and you go like, what our coaches were doing in Eastern Europe were stupid, <laughs> you know? And then you learn more and you go like, actually, they're a genius. Yeah, maybe like, not. They, they yeah. were actually really genius. I, you know, but you had to go through all the phases. You had to learn everything. And I mean, look, there was, there was a period of time where everybody was just like, high intensity and conditioning that's the only thing it's the, mm-hmm. that carries over and it's like again another fortunate thing for me is that you know one of my closest friends in the world is joel jameson right like i mean the guy lives in seattle's number one conditioning guy on the planet mm-hmm. and so i started learning about cardiac output method 15 16 years ago is it jill jameson or joel joe jameson joel, Do you see, does he have a page yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so he's eight weeks stuff, eight weeks out.com uh, and he's a That's coach. coach I, heard, I have yeah. heard of that. Yeah. So he's got the the number one cert too. Like if, you know, I mean, honestly, education for conditioning energy systems is he wrote MMA conditioning. He does. His, what is a cert? Does he have Jake? Pull up it's called Instagram. bioforce conditioning certification. Um, yeah, let's, let's pull it up. 
Let's pull it up. Let's see what it looks like. So this is his website. Yeah, yeah. And, how long and, and he has trained. And he was the first. Like, well, he had a gym for like, oh, look at that. Oh, guy. shit. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> that's the one. But that's, that's there you that's, go. Yeah. I mean, like, listen, if you want to learn anything and everything about conditioning, that's the guy right there. Right. I'd love and, to. I, I've been looking for a certification specific the, to conditioning. I mean, it's that's... like, it's not even close. There's nothing touches it. Right. Perfect. And, does he do it in he, person? He does something actually like in his facility? No. So he had a gym for 17, 18 years in Kirkland. Now he's all he does is just educates online. He, he was the first person to also put HRV onto a phone, you know, like, Back then, it was called uh, I'm just called BioForce HRV. Now it's trained with Morpheus. Okay. I mean, I mean, he like he literally you know learned from Val Nasetkin and was translating from Russian and did the Omega Wave. And I mean, I could go into this stuff, man. Like, did, I mean, you yeah, know, Russia, Russia is where I think Russia, that's where yeah, Lee I mean, Simmons went over. He learned a lot of his techniques for powerlifting. It's so it's yeah. Again, I think it, sometimes it's a little bit late in the U.S. It comes for you these know what? It's, it's like it comes full circle and like now you know I, I think the U.S. is the best place to be because there's so much education, right? And like, I, I have a gym in Slovenia, right? We started that one 16 years ago, pretty much, right? Like the one in Seattle is going f going on 15. There it's been 16 plus. And How did that start? I mean, what when did you actually make the jump and start your so first facility? It was pretty much like this. I was playing pro basketball. I mean, that was my dream, right? Like I, after I went out of college, uh, my first team, I played in Ukraine. Then I played in Slovenia for two years. Did any NBA Summer Pro League 2004, 2005, like mm -hmm. the Summer League. You know, it was like, I mean, when I look back now, I'm glad it didn't happen, mm -hmm. right? Like, it, it's like I went got further than anybody ever thought I could, right? Because yeah. I was, I was, I mean, in basketball, yes, like I was so driven, I would do absolutely anything, mm -hmm. and I, man, you know, I, I don't regret anything, yeah. But it was like all of that stuff led me to, you know, I was so into training. My last year playing, I played for this team, Kran. You know, it's like. Pro sport is not how everybody thinks that it is. Like you just bank out, <laughs> you know. I mean, there was years where it's like you know, you're not getting paid for three, four months, mm -hmm. but I'm doing two a days playing, you know, taxing your, out body. your mind, and then, and then you got to yeah. and then you got to make deals. Like, hey, sign this sign this letter here, and we'll give you two out of the four months. But if you don't like, and everybody doesn't sign it, then we'll go bankrupt. You get nothing. I mean, these are real things, right? Mm -hmm. and, and sometimes it's because the sponsors will commit and then halfway through the year they go like actually you know what we're not gonna pay to it's complicated man it's it's, it's complicated and yeah. so you know you really are like i mean playing for the love of the game and then sometimes you know that love kind of goes away I would, yeah. meaning i'm playing pro i'm not loving to playing pro but i'm playing streetball tournaments and, and winning nike battlegrounds and shit and winning prizes there mm -hmm. because i love the actual sport but yeah. i didn't love the pro side of it the so politics absolutely and, yeah. and i got really into um I mean, I was into all types of training, but I got like into kettlebell training like early, man. I mean, like I did the first RKC 2004 in Denmark. Pavel was my mentor. I mean, like, you know, there's a history of all this stuff because I was so into it. Yeah. And so I started training. Um, I, I trained out of this one gym and people just like I was training different. Like I was doing mobility stuff, you know, like 20, I mean, 25 years ago. Mm -hmm. I mean, where people are looking at me going like, what the fuck are you doing? You know, like. Spider-Man lunges were rotations, you know, I mean, Oh yeah. And, and it was like, so I'm playing for Kran and I like, this is like month three. I'm not getting paid. Right. You said you're playing for Khan. Kran, Kran. So K-R-A-N-J, right? K-R-A-N-J. Yeah, okay. So, so if anybody from Slovenia is listening, they'll be, they might be like, Oh, you too. Or, you know, or, <laughs> or the team's listening and be like, my bad, we didn't pay. But, but it, I mean, look, it all led to good things. So, so what would happen is I would start taking people are like, man, like, like you're, you know, I was 205, six pounds. I mean, I had Tomahawk dunk on you. Like I was a deadlift in 500. I mean, it was, I was like into it so much, you know, I was conditioned as can be. 
And people were like, dude, I want to train like you. Mm -hmm. So I took on some clients at this gym. It's called Sokol. And making a little bit, I mean, like charging. I don't even know what to charge. Remember, at this point in time, there's no famous personal trainer in Slovenia. None. No. Yeah. Like there was, you'd either do strength and conditioning and have a salary. <clears throat> and it wasn't a big salary at all. Right. Right. Or you did it as a side hustle. There was nobody full-time personal training. There right. was no coaching gym. It was only like membership gyms, you know. So we were the right. first. For Gen time. Pop, there wasn't anything nothing. elite there was specifically for, yeah. And and so, you know, but I'm charging a little bit. And like what, what got me hooked <clears throat> was I felt so good when I would train people. Mm -hmm. You know, people are like, oh, my God, this is so awesome, man. Like, you're so great. You're making me push, you know, you're pushing me. You're challenging me. Like the whole mindset, motivation stuff. Like people are loving it. Yeah. And it got to a point where like I was like, I can't take on more people. And then outdoors – because we were like hardcore RKC. We we're the first RKC uh, instructors in the whole of basically the Balkans. So think below, you know, Croatia. You keep saying RKC. What does uh, that stand for? Russian Kettlebell Challenge. Russian so, Kettlebell so Challenge. So before it became strong first, that was like the first, RKC was like the gold standard for kettlebells, right? Got That's it. what Pavel brought here. And, um, and so outside, there was this park, Tivoli, like we'd bring our stuff, our kettlebells, ropes, kegs. I mean, and Tivoli had like these trails and mm -hmm. by the trails you had logs and pull-up bars and like very physical culture type of still before a physical location. So you still have an open. This no, no, no. Is, we okay. have open anything yeah. at that point in time. So in in what would happen is be like, you know, some of the former athlete guys or some of still be playing semi pro semi pro, you know, we'd go and train. That'd be mm -hmm. like two, three guys. Right. Right. But then two, three would become five and then six and then eight. And then people are walking by, you know, seeing us swing these metal balls like what is that? Like, oh, like, come on Friday, try it out. You know, I mean, basically the most kind of basic lead gen you could ever imagine. You know, person comes, it's like, oh, man, that was crazy hard workout, but I feel good. Mm -hmm. Hey, can I come? How much is that? You know, five euros. I don't know. Like, so I'm charging almost, but it, but it went from now it's two groups of eight. Then it's a group of 10. I go to my brother. I'm like, look, man, like there's something here. Like, mm -hmm. I feel it. I know it. It's like, I got to tell people. I can't, I got two practices a day for ball in between. I'm coaching people. We're training people in the woods. I mean, it's kind of bananas, <laughs> right? Like, and my brother's like, ah, I don't know. And I was also very likely because uh, I was in a serious relationship engaged to my college sweetheart who lived in Seattle. That's how I rented. Oh, so that's yeah, how yeah. I initially came there, right? But, but I'm, you know, but I'm pushing. I'm like, listen, man, I'm just telling you like there, like I have a gut feeling. So then I hire a consultant. It's like the number one consultant in Slovenia for gyms, right? Yeah. And I'm like, listen, we're going to do this. It's going to be kettlebells, barbells, body weight, like more, you know, functional training, mm -hmm. you know, overused word. But he's like, oh, man, I love your enthusiasm. He's like, there's no market for it. He's like, there's no gyms like that because there's no market for it. Yeah. And I'm just like, dude, I paid this guy a lot of money. I'm like, you're fucking wrong. Like, yeah, you're wrong. You're absolutely like, I like, it was two people in a park. Now there's 20. I got, you know, six clients, you know, in between my people my, want my, the challenge. I'm, it's there. They don't I'm just want the machines. They want. Yeah. So he, you know, so he's like, I don't think you should do it. But my brother, like, because I, I can be very, very like I'm a head through the wall, man. Like, you know, I will not stop type of person. Mm -hmm. And so eventually kind of gives in. We buy three thousand euros worth of bells, barbells. We get a um, 470 square foot room. I still got pictures of this in some of my presentations. You got was, one we can show, man. I, I The thing is, you'd have to go back like. Oof. Like on your page, maybe you have to dig real deep. You'd have to dig. I know you. I, I know you. Got, got, I got too much damn content. Like, <laughs> but but I but I know I could pull out on my computer. I have it because I did a presentation. I was kind of doing. Well, have you phrases. send it to us and we'll kind of overlay yeah, 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 it and yeah, show yeah, yeah. it. So, okay, I'll, so you started in a I'll small send you space. The, the, the different spaces, but four hundred square feet was the size. Four seventy was, was this, it a garage gym? No, it was a room. It was like a. It was basically a warehouse 
that had different components to it, right? Okay. And we were able to just grab this one room. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were kind of like, shit. Like, we didn't have this long-term commitment. It was just like six months, then month to month. Like, you know, it was, yeah. very, it was very like, all right, the risk is not that big. But man, within like, I mean, within months, the busy, it wasn't like it was booked all day, but the times that people got done with work, our classes were like, oh, we don't have a lot of room. Yeah. So then from there, we moved into in the same building next door, which was pretty much, it was in the same building. So when I say next door, it's like the the room over, but it was 2,200 square feet. So much bigger, right? Yeah. Like what? What is that? Oh, that's like eight times the size. Okay. Yeah. It was yeah, significantly yeah. bigger, right? And um, But we had, we, we had momentum and it was like a no. feeling of like... Um, 470 to 2,200. No, that's not eight times. That's like five times. Five times. Oh, this guy's beautiful mind over here. <laughs> not for math. Rain man. Rain man. And so Sorry, not long not after that, I actually left, right? Because it was, I was in this space of like, we're doing a uh, long distance with my then fiance. And it was like, this is, he's got to give. You know, I was playing pro ball. I played in Ukraine and then I was in Slovenia, but in Nova Mesa. So I was all around. Yeah. Then we started this and it was like, and it was a tough decision because I had to essentially, you know, go like, man, this thing that I've built and started building, mm-hmm. I got to leave it behind. But I, but I knew it was like, you know, it was very, it was very difficult for her to come to Slovenia, language barrier, job, everything else. Yeah, right? sure, so I was just yeah. like, all right. So I made a jump. So I, I go, I go to Seattle and I start from scratch LA fitness, you know, like, I mean, literally, you literally yeah. went into LA fitness? personal trainer to train as a personal trainer, as a personal trainer. From, okay. From the bottom and basically yeah, literally went, you know, state was there probably for, I mean, definitely a good year. Uh, uh, I mean, I was like a 110 hour a week person, man. I'm not even playing like that. Wow. I mean, it was wow. because I had to, the thing is I, LA, wow. we know, cause we, we had to live like I was basically broke, you know, don't ask how, but uh, pro basketball, you know what I mean? Like sure. a, a lot of old money also a lot of, you know, not, not being smart with money, but how much fun did you have playing basketball, LA fitness against those? Oh guys? man. Dude, I actually, I actually will say that my my first my three years after I was done with three to five years after I was done with my pro career was the best basketball I played. Really? Yeah. yeah. I didn't give a fuck like that. You know what I mean? Because it's like when you play ball, like, I'm telling you the mental aspect of it. This is a big thing that I tell, like how good. We'll come back to this, but I'll but I'll say this anyways. Your skill set, right? If if I'm confident, right, and like every shot I take, every like every dribble that I do, every move that I make, and I'm 100% confident in it, I'm going to be able to basically encapsulate 100% of my skills. But once I start questioning myself, now my skills drop, right? Even though sure. I've built these skills up. And so what happens when you play, I mean, look, is every every probably, you know, high-level athlete has had this, right? You go through a slump or, you know, you get injured or the coach doesn't play you and then you get in your head, right? And then you're mm-hmm. like, fuck, like, I'm going to go in for, I got, I got five minutes to make shit happen and I'll play longer. Right? And it's, it's like mind games. Yeah. Like, you know, being like high level a- athletics is a lot. I mean, you, you got the physical, the skill, and then you got the mental. And the mental is such a big part of it. Definitely. And when I stopped playing, like, it was like, I don't give a fuck. I mean, I, I was like, I mean, I was playing, playing for it, fun. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. 100%. And it was, I'm playing, you know, with NBA guys, right? Like, because Seattle is a big, big hoop city, by the way. Like, it's, sure. it's an amazing hoop city. But it was, I mean, we we're playing leagues and I'm just scoring 40 every game. I mean, it was, it was fun. Okay. But it was very much like I just I, I let it go. So it so that was great. But I but I you know really work hard there. But I had to be a training manager because I literally couldn't afford being a trainer. No, right. Well, and where did they start you at? At the I time, mean, at that point in time, it was like uh, I think it was six dollars an hour was yeah. the base pay. And then you got and then and the thing. So and then, today it ain't much better. Today it's like sixteen. 
It's, yeah, I mean, it's, but it's it, still base pay it, is it so was, low at those places. Essentially, what it was basically, I had a choice, and I, and I was living out of my my basically mother in law's house for the first six months because like we didn't have money, so like save money, do this, that, do that. Yeah, and you know, I'm like, all right, if I'm training, right, and I was calculating what I'd get paid. I think it was like if I was doing one on one sessions, it was like twenty five an hour, maybe thirty, mm -hmm. and then you had thirty minute sessions. But as a training manager, it was like I was making six or seven, no matter what, and in commissions. But what I was doing, and that was like a little hustle, because yeah, obviously I wanted to train people. Mm -hmm. And when I was selling people, a lot of people were like, man, like I don't want to train with anybody else. I want to train with you. Mm -hmm. So I would work my 50-hour shift on the books, right? Elephants can't do shit now if he's listening. But, but it's like 50-hour <laughs> on the books. And then what I, what I would do is I would train people the other times, like certain clients. But I couldn't get money for those sessions, right? Because I was a training manager. Right, yeah, yeah. Right? So I would go to, my other, to the other coaches and go, by the way, one of one of you know building quality relationships, I would say, listen, um, I'll literally give you these sessions, give me half in cash, right? And they're like, what do you mean? Like, you're gonna just give me the money? I'm like, yeah, just give me half in cash, right? But it was one, it was one way for me to extract. It was for them to make extra money because they were trainers, mm -hmm. right? And I was a training manager, but I, I was training. But you were training the people for free, the the, the correct, clients for free, were, yeah, yeah, because you they, were a manager, you couldn't correct, charge. Correct, but they were but they were buying the sessions. Oh, okay. So the sessions, I would give them to coaches and have them cash me out half. I get it. I get it. Right? Yeah. And I was working an absurd amount of hours. I mean, absurd. And yeah. But it was like also, and I wasn't like really phenomenal with sales. I just loved, like I was learning all the time. I loved the training part of it. And I was very into like helping people. You know, mm -hmm. no no shit. Like I, for me, like training, I think it was, is also, you know, talking about a karma scale of, I did a lot of shit, you know, not good shit in my life. Mm -hmm. training gave me something where I was like, Oh, I'm helping people and I'm getting a lot out of it. You know, like it's mm -hmm. fulfilling me. So I, I broke like the West coast sales record in LA fitness in that January. But it was also the thing that I, I, I didn't want to stay there, but it was like, when I got my check, there was just like, not like a little bit of money missing, like thousands of dollars missing in, in commission. I'm like, what the hell is this? And then they have all these rules, you know, like unwritten rules. Well, this payment didn't come this month. So we're splitting it. So this bonus that you were going to get, you're not getting it. And then this bonus you're going to get, you're not getting that. And then there's something called the waterline. I said, what the hell? Like I asked my manager, I'm like, what's the waterline? I don't know what the waterline. Nobody knows what it is, but it's, you're making less money. Right? At, I'm, it's, I mean, if you, can you explain it? I, no, because I called it. So they just I, take I your called money? HR and I was like, explain these things to me. Right. And then the regional manager would like you sit me down and get like, lose their mind. Like you never call HR. Like only if you want to get fired, you call it. And like, I'll, I'll be like, listen, no problem. See this thirty eight hundred dollars that's missing here? Give me the money. I'm not calling HR. You know, and it, that was the beginning of the end too, because it was like they would really, really. I mean, to me, it's like if you make shit happen, I'll I'll be happy to pay you, right? Right. Yeah. And I was the make shit happen guy, and then like you're doing that, and so I, you know, long story short, I ended up going to uh, to Vision, like one of my friends that worked there too, in this place called Vision Quest, that was at that point in time just one gym, mm -hmm. a new guy just new guy just bought in. And then um, the Rich brought me over. Rich was my friend, so Rich brought me over, and he was, you know, Chip was the guy that owned the place. This is another. I mean, I got so many stories, man. It's wild, but Chip owned the place. It ended up going. So I go. I went there. I said, "Look, give me one month of guarantee. That's it. Like to pay the bills, this, that, the other. Mm -hmm. Just one month. I'll make the money within." And he said, "Okay." And I started training him. Helped the owner like lose 120 pounds. Um, he also like kind of took me under his wing in other ways, as far as like mentoring on like financial management money like you know mm. understanding those things but that, that was another big box gym 
And I got really busy really fast. I mean, and I was like, you know, I was in the books all, books all day, all night, went to every seminar you can imagine. Like I spent all my money on education, right? Just getting better. Yeah. And, you know, quickly I was, we, we were having these biggest loser contests that the gym had already had, right? And like, I was always winning them, but I wasn't, you know, it's like a lot of folks were doing detox teas and fucking Biggest loser, meaning you create, you help a client lose the most amount of weight. Correct, yeah, it was like a 90 day, it was basically a 90 day challenge. And it's like, you know, the number one person got a big cash prize, this, that, the mm -hmm. other. And I was just getting exceptionally good results. But it was like, you know, this is, I mean, I mean, this is not 20 years ago, but this is like 17, 16 years ago, something like that, right? Mm -hmm. And I mean, I'm doing trap bar deadlifts and kettlebell swings and pushing sleds and bringing my own sled into the gym and everybody's doing machines and you know i, I mean it was just the, the training was so different what i was mm -hmm. doing what they were doing you know i'm just doing balanced nutrition you know they're doing all types of, of crazy wacky stuff so but it's like two or three uh you know biggest losers in a row i win them like we got just amazing results so i'm getting very busy but then i'm like hey look like we should we should start a boot camp right and I was also like, back then I was in, you know, Pat Rigsby's uh, trainer's inner circle. Like I was always in, I mean, I for the no shit, like for the last 20 years, I've been investing in education and like getting mentored in some way, even if it was, you know, what I could afford, you know, it was a little, a little bit of what I could afford. But what would you say is the best certification you've ever taken? Oh, it's impossible to answer. You know what? It's impossible because it was like seasons of life, you know? Can mm -hmm. um, so you tell me a good one, one you really do recommend? I mean, here, this is what I recommend on the training side for most people. Mm -hmm. um, CPPS, DeFranco's, DeFranco's one, uh, Certified Physical Preparation Specialist is great. Mike Robertson's Complete Coach Certification is great. Uh, Russin's Pain-Free Performance Training. I've done uh, that one. That that was awesome. That's a good one, yep. Uh, John's a good friend. And um, we got Prescript coming right now, which is uh, Dr. Jordan Shallow. That's a great one. Mm. Um, let's see. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm not exaggerating if I say, like, I've, I've done... 200 sir i mean like it's, it's yeah but it's not before for me to say it it doesn't like i'm always just seeking knowledge right well but that's important so, it's important to continue the education not because you have to but because you you need because you yeah and, you and need you, to and, yeah. and it's like there's different phases you know because i ended up you know i i started uh because I, you know i was essentially a business owner right like even the slovenian gym i was like i had i started studying marketing and sales and you know things that were not just training stuff and i think that was some of the best things that i've ever done because i really truly believe if you're a good marketer and communicator and good at sales, you actually become a better coach, mm -hmm. right? It, you it, mentioned in a post that you actually didn't do any social media marketing when you first opened your gym. Now in the post, it, it, I think you were referring to the one in Slovenia. Is that, that's no, yeah, of, but not yet, but not even like when, not even the one that you opened in we Seattle. Opened, I opened 2008. So I opened, what's it called again? Vigor ground fitness and performance. Okay. And that's so, in 2008 is when you started. Yeah. So it was like 10 days after the economy crashed. Right. Is when wow. I ended up getting that. So it was a little garage gym. Um, it was, that was 900 square feet, no mm -hmm. windows, black mold. <laughs> nice. Black mold. Whoa, really? Oh yeah. yeah was, oh was, God, yeah. that's terrible. Um, you know, definitely built them unity up. That's for sure. But, uh, but, it, but it was, you know, back then. So if you look, look at, there was no, I mean, there was no Facebook. Facebook started, I think that was like where it bumped. It was like 2011, 12 is like 12, when it really yeah. started. 12. Kind of, yeah. Yeah, so I mean, you're you're talking about like every guerrilla marketing strategy you can imagine. I did it. You know? What did you do? I mean, give me a couple of them oh, for marketing, Lord. if not I mean, that. Okay, so I mean, we can we can definitely roll into this. I did yard signs, and what I do, I mean, this, this is some. I'll give you like ten different ones that I did. Right, one is that I built a a website slash landing page because I learned it really really early before anybody did that. Right, mm -hmm. 
and it was Renton Results Bootcamp. It probably still lives. I don't know, but it was like <laughs> you know, it was like the the copy. Like nobody's doing copywriting, and like we had a, we had a good offer and all that stuff. Yeah. But I would. But but even before that, you know, I had an email list, but it wasn't like a Aweber or anything like that. It was my Yahoo because when I was at the different gyms, I would just tell people, "Give me your email." And I'm going to just email you tips and like advice and stuff like that. So yeah. it was email marketing, but not like the way that we know it. Like I'm going to mask. Like Mailchimp and stuff that we know. Exactly. Now, it was yeah. like my Yahoo email and I'll just keep adding people to a group. That's mm-hmm. smart. So it was through you, not through the gym. It was through me. Right. Cool. And I was just, but Which nobody else was doing it. Like, yeah. but I was emailing people once a week, twice a week. Like, Hey, here's this, you know, this is why you need more proteins, thermogenic, that, and people are really appreciating that. Mm-hmm. So the, but here's the thing is I sat down with a lot of people that didn't end up training. A lot like at LA Fitness, I was doing. I mean, you're talking about eight consultations, 10, 12, 15 per day sometimes. Sure. And like one person, two people sign up, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe. So that's 13 people. I'm getting their email and I'm actually sending him a training program. Mm-hmm. And, they, you know, they would go to like Dave Kaipi, the GM, going, Whereas like, a lot of trainers, hey, if you're nah, not training with me, I'm not, not sending no, you. No, if shit. I'm not making commission off you, I don't give a shit about you, right? Yeah. Like I'm done. Right. right. Yeah. But for me, I'm like, I'm following up. Like, hey, listen, man, I, I made you a plan. Like, this is a good, like, four-week plan. Just follow. And people come up to me like, yo, thank you so much. Like, this has helped me. I lost 10 pounds. So they would talk. You know, they go to the GM and say nice things. You know what I mean? He'd be like, nobody, we don't ever get people emailing us about anybody. You know, like, yeah. people email you about you. That's crazy. So he was very much yeah. so. Like, he'd send people to me because he's like, I know you're going to take care of them, right? So I would email. you've so taking care of people that aren't even your clients. Correct. Because yeah. it was the, different. The mentality was like, let me help you. Right? Very there different were, mentality. And then people would come back and go like, hey, I, like I, that was great. Like I imagine if I'm going to train with you, it's going to be How much better, better it'll be you know if I'm mean? actually on a Absolutely. program. So you're like the original value-based marketer. I mean, it was, that was, everyone's doing uh, it. that was like, that was the thing. I mean, I'm telling you, like you have to, like you, this should never disappear. You know, when you look at social media, right? And any of the stuff that I do, mm-hmm. that's the frame. Like I'm going to create content. It's going to be really valuable. Mm-hmm. And I'm just gonna do it at you know at skit with media. You can do it at scale, yeah. but back then it was like, how do I get in front of people? So I had this like five by five rule, like every day, let me talk to like five people, right? And just Got talk it. to people, like yeah. you know, go to. I, I remember this story. I tell this story because I would go to Safeway, and you know, and this was, a mentor of mine was like, he would tell me like, speak to five people a day, right? And I was not like Luca today. I can go on stage in front of a thousand people, no problem. Just give me the mic, whatever, right? It was like what Shit. like i mean i can talk basketball and do that but like just to strangers yeah and i would go and just start talking to people be like oh man cool cool shoes oh thanks start a conversation guy looks at the car like my my car not, not my car but what was on um you know right before i was going to pay he's like oh man that's you eat healthy and i go yeah well i kind of got to like i, I represent like I, i'm a trainer i help people like you know it's like yeah man you look fit man and he goes like I need to get in shape, right? I'm like, hey, listen, got you. Like two, three workouts on me. Give me your like, email. For real? Yeah. Tech, no, it's phone number. Phone number. Right there on the spot. And like, I've been doing that ever since, by the way. Anybody tells me like, I'm like, listen, I, and I never say it's free. I'll go like, you know what? I'll take care of it. I'll pay for two sessions free. It sounds different, right? Like, it does. It's a free to, I'll take care of two sessions free. I'll pay for them, right? They're like, damn, right? And, and I'm like, what's your number? Do you know that if you go, if you have a conversation with somebody and you just go like, hey, what's your number? 99% of the time people would just give you their number. Right. And then I'll text them and I would start texting them back valuable stuff. Uh-huh. Be like, here, here's the ebook I wrote. Hey, don't share please with anybody. Like I, you know, I, I charged 50 bucks for this, <gasps> but he Man, gave it to me. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, and so wow. I would do, and I would do that. And the thing is, you know, a lot of those five, it's not like I would just get the, the lead to come in, Yeah. but throughout the week, like 
there would be like two people, three people, one person, five people. And I would just keep following up, keep following up, keep following up. Right. So that was one of the things that I did that I still tell people today. T tomorrow when I speak at coaching comments, I just changed it to six by six strategy because my number was six, you know, when I played ball. But yeah, yeah. Six days a week. You talk to six people, that's thirty-six leads. Right. Yeah. That's, that's one forty-four a month, right? Like Mm -hmm. It's a lot of people. It is. Like, if you get like a five percent conversion on that, you're you're got, you got seven leads. And today you have okay. the benefit of actually having social media See, to where now I correct. can say, hey, give me your give me your Instagram. Correct. Check this out. I'll send you a free workout. I'll just hit you in the DM. Absolutely. And if you watch, I mean, how many people hit you up and say, hey, listen, I followed you for like a year and a half now. I think I actually want to finally do something. Uh, so many. Like I mean, there's it's the same thing. It doesn't matter where it's at. Like email list. You know, been reading your emails for two years. Yeah. <laughs> right? It's not, but the, today everybody wants it to be now. Right? Yeah. yeah, you're not, a, you're not paying stuff. me now. It's not a, it's not a lead. And this is where it gets crazy. So when you, you know, take it like, cause I want to connect the dots here, right? Like back then you didn't have all this automation and systematization and like, oh, I can, oh, this video is doing well. Let me put a hundred bucks behind it. So even more people can see it. Like you mm -hmm. had none of that. Right. But it was like, if I kept following, but the thing is there was less distraction for people. Mm -hmm. Right. So you'd follow up with them and be like, Hey, how you doing, man? You feel like, look, when somebody's not feeling good about themselves, you think it was more direct back I, yes, then back because there the was, email. there was less shit hitting them. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. in some ways it was more powerful. Right. Uh -huh. So it's like on, in some ways, yeah, you couldn't reach as many. I can go to sleep. Now I run ads. I do this, that, the other. And it's like, it's going to work for me. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. So there's, there's the power of that. But, you know, but I think that people have lost that human touch and connection and the hustle because mm. back then it was like, Nope. I'm going to talk to five people per day. I went to um, Super Subs was a store and we'd do these boxes, right? The drive was be like win 30 days of results uh, uh, boot camp, right? And it's like people would drop it in. Now, a bunch of it would be bullshit, but still you get like three, four good leads a week. I just stop on Saturdays, pull out number email. One person I'd hit up, hey, you want 30 days? The other ones I'd be like, hey, you want a week, right? And yeah. it's like it was the conversion wasn't like super high, but it's still it was like 50 of those per week. I mean, per month. And like I'd get three, four in to try it. You yeah. Know I mean? Then I would all I would go. I would have these yard signs, right? Phone number, and I would go like one week free trial, right? I mean, this is back in the day, one week free trial. But I'd go in front of LA Fitness. I'd go in front of. <laughs> now the thing is, it took about it took about like legitimately like twenty hours before they pulled it out, called me, and said, "Listen, we're gonna call the cops on you." Yeah. I'm like, if you do it again. Oh, okay. I'll obviously, always do it again. Yeah. Right. But by by that time, the location was so good. Cause it, I forgot what the headline was, but it was like when you're ready to get results or something. You know, people go to LA Fitness, so they're not fucking doing shit. Well, you got so, more people coming in and out of LA Fitness disappointed in their results and their workouts than you'll find anywhere else. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, mean, I was always say the best place to open a gym is next to Big Box. Yeah, yeah or close. Where's the to closest it. Planet Fitness, absolutely. man? That's, That's where you like gotta go. Automatically generation, but but it's what what would happen? I mean, like that that gym when I opened had like ten thousand members. Mm. Now probably only two thousand showed up, but. But it was like every time I put the yard signs up, I'd get five to six calls before they tore them out. You know, Always. so then I started getting better and strategic and be like, all right, like I noticed when this day when I put it in, it takes a little bit longer because they're lazy as fuck on this day, right? And like this guy's working, so this, guy, and I would literally be like, ba -ba 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 -ba, Sunday night, pop, right? Like on Monday, <laughs> like about one o'clock, I get the call. They're pissed off. They're gonna call. Okay, cool. And I would, you know, so, and, and I had like all, I just had started doing a list of strategies like that. I would do yeah. grocery store tours, um, which I still think are good ideas, you know, basically, but it would be, it would be free. I would do a thing with Fred Meyer where Fred Meyer would actually give me $10 gift cards to give to people. So I would tell people like, Hey, listen, grocery store tours, sign up for it. 
You got RSVP. What is a grocery store tour? Like I would teach people where to buy, what what to buy, how to look at packaging, oh, how to, how to look see. at like calories. You know, is is real food? Shop on the outskirts. Yeah, here's different proteins because like folks. That is that a good stuff, idea. Right? I've never this heard is like before. in person, so you'd have a group. In person, yeah, I cool. go with groups eight, ten people. Okay. people. So you just walk them through the through the supermarket. Through the supermarket, but the thing is, it was so I, I went to Fred Meyer because they would I would basically go like, but at the end they're gonna spend money because everybody's got gift cards to spend, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Of course, they wouldn't spend just 10 bucks. They'd always spend more. Right. So, and I'm bringing people to their store. Now, here's what would happen. Like, people would go like, you know, what the hell's going on here? Like, there's people moving through Fred Meyer. Yeah. <laughs> and I would, I would do a quick, like, I will do a quickie. You know what I mean? Like, hey, we're doing a grocery store tour, teaching people how to eat right, to achieve their goals, for fat loss, to feel better, to, you know, get healthier. Uh -huh. Would you be interested in that? Yeah, great. Give me your number. I would, like, literally, like, 30 seconds and get numbers from people. Follow up with them, right? Like... And I mean, the, that face to face is so powerful, mm -hmm. right? Like I would, and the thing is at the end of it, I would com convert them to like do a two week trial. Soon as I like, as, as soon as you're in front of me, it's game over. Right. But it was like, I just need to get in front of people. And so the next phase was I started doing seminars and this is like one of my biggest recommendations. This is the thing that I can't understand. And I, if I, you know, tomorrow when I say it to like the thousand people in attendance or whatever it's going to be, yeah, like seven are going to do it maybe. You know what I mean? Like yeah. if that, right? But if you do it, because people are always seminars, like, seminars, seminars and workshops, and your workshops. own ones. And then somebody yes. that goes like, I don't have a gym, dude. Do you know how many people? Because uh, the other thing I did was lunch learns. Like I'll get to that, but it's like, how many people would want to host you if you went and did like, hey, listen, I'll I'll take you forty five minutes, breathing, mobility, you'll feel better. Like you know, you don't even need people, fitness people. Mm -mm. It's like, oh, my neck hurts, my back, everything hurts. Great. Hey, can I come into your work? You got an area. We'll do this. Yeah. At the end of it, you got, you know, 20 people, 20 employees that, that sign up. And you go like, hey, listen, like, you know, 197 for two weeks of training with me. And then from there, you know, it's like results. In, I mean, we do this at the gym. We call it results in advance. It's a trial, right? But yeah. it's a paid trial. It's such an easy sell at the end, right? Risk-free. If you think we suck, we'll give you your money back, right? But do you, so many companies and organizations locally are looking for speakers. They're looking for people to, to do. They have marketing dollars and they have to actually today, a lot of them have to fulfill it in the realm so of if they, if they have the money, they want to fulfill it. But the thing is, I'm like, dude, don't leave, forget it like free. I just want to get in front of people. Mm -hmm. If you ever heard that acronym gift, right? Get in front of them, right? Gift. Yeah. And I would just be like, yo, you will know me. And it's, and it's like the advantage was that everybody was, you know, like, oh, uh, I don't want to get in front of people with a camera. And I was just like, I'm gonna get up in front of anybody. And I, and I sucked at first. I mean, look, you can't be good, you know? Oh, yeah. But it's like, I was just had so many reps that locally. You should have like, seen the first episode of the knows. podcast. Oh, dude. I mean, <laughs> I always tell people, people, he's so good on camera. I'm like, go back 14 years on YouTube. You know, yeah, I, was, yeah. I was like, I Luca, I lift a lot of weight. You know, it's like, but it's like I do many reps. <laughs> How long would you say in your journey have you been actually addressing the camera, been talking to, because you've been coaching for a while, but how long have you been taking media and utilizing that either you, for I mean, marketing or for social media? Uh, it, it's going to be like 14 years, like 14, 14 years, years probably like if you go back on YouTube, I think it's probably first videos, 14 years, your YouTube but, channel, you see his YouTube channel. I haven't actually seen it. Uh, it's yeah, there we go. Nice. Bro. Oh, wow. Oh, dude, you're about to get the plaque. Oh yeah. The yeah. plaque, the plaque. Hey, plaque. I didn't give a shit. So, so here's the funny oh, you thing about you're watching. No, 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 no. I, I give a shit about the plaque. I did it for a long time because YouTube was never, everybody now is like, Oh, you're a YouTuber. I'm like, no, like 
I'm, I can't, like, seriously, I just started posting videos on YouTube. Yeah. How long ago? How old is this page? 14 years ago. 14, 14 years. years ago. Well, yeah. you know what? There's a lesson in that because you're, you're doing it right. And look how long it took. Yeah. It took a long- 14 man, years, man. And, you got to be patient. And it wasn't, here's the other thing. Like, the first eight to 10 years of my career, mm-hmm. like, I mean, I'm breathing, sleeping, snorting, dreaming, training, and, and gym. That's mm-hmm. it. Like, I mean- I get and, it. Obsessive, obsessive, obsessive. Yeah, right? I get that too. And I'm still obsessed, but it's like before, you know, I, I've done, I've done business consulting now for ten years, right? But again, it was like I for two to three years, people were asking me like how I'm doing stuff. Yeah. And I felt I was like ah, I shouldn't talk to like I don't think I'm good. I don't think I'm like good enough, right? To I don't give have advice. A, yeah, I don't make to... enough money because I didn't like. It took me to go into a mastermind. Where I thought everybody was doing better than me, yeah. and I was in a little garage, like just churning money, right? Like yeah. just printing, and I, and I was like, "Oh shit!" Like I'm actually doing really well. So after that is when I was just like, "Hey, I'm taking on five, six local people," and then coached five, six local people. I mean, local, like in the Seattle area, and helped everybody a lot, you know. So it was that was like, "Oh, actually, I'm good at this." Yeah. And then me and my my yeah. my partner still to this day, Steve Krebs, you know, started coaching together, and and we had a, a thing called the Pack Fitness Business. Now it's called Yo Grow Your Gym. Um, and, but, it, but my, I, the reason I say this is because like, I mean, it was singular. Now here's the thing. I, I, I understood marketing to a degree cause I was always learning about it. Mm-hmm. So when I, you know, created a landing page, nobody was doing video. You guys remember the flip cam? Yeah. Oh my yeah. God, dude, the flip cam, you know what I mean? Like tick, you know, it, it took, like it was a whole, like from <laughs> one video was like an hour to even do anything with it. The, the quality was shit, but, but it was like, I got a flip cam and it was like, all right, I'm gonna shoot these testimonial videos for the landing page, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like, and I had somebody, you know, edit this video. If you look at it now, you're like, I mean, I could literally be taking a dump and make a better video on, you know, off through the app. Yeah, through an app. Yeah. And I gave it to somebody. You're like, yeah, I'm gonna make this cool. You know, now you look at it, you're like, what the fuck is this? But then <laughs> it was just like people would come on the landing page, and it's this video like Rent the Results Bootcamp, and I had a script, you know, and it was just like testimonials, and so I started there because. It was like, you know what? I know that this is going to help the business, so I'm going to do it. And it was like, I don't know. I'd shoot it 60 times and I'd just cringe. You know what I mean? Like, oh, my God. 61. <laughs> fuck it. Let's put this one up. It's the, it's the worst of the – it's like the, the best, best of the, the worst. worst. Yeah, it's the best <laughs> of the worst. And so that's where it begins. And then I was – you know, I, I think because I was so heavily – you know, back then it was T Nation, Elite FTS, um, you know, strengthcoach.com, uh-huh. you know. And I would read, I mean, I'm not exaggerating, man. Like, I mean, hours per day. I mean, I, I, every book that you can imagine on all the old, like I said, the Russian manuals, all the strength training. I, and all the guys that too are, um, I would say, big names in the industry today. I grew up with them. You know, Eric Cressy, Mike Robertson, Mike Martin Rooney, like close friends of mine, Alan Cosgrove, you know. And you I was, do anything with Dave Tate? What'd you say? Dave Tate? Yeah, you do anything with him? Yeah. Well, yeah. no, no, no. So I obviously know Dave. I mean, who doesn't know Dave? I yeah. mean, the, unfortunately, a lot of people today don't know Dave. Or Dave which it's is, weird. Which, which is you crazy. Old, yeah, right? it's crazy. But it's like, Somebody you know, knows. it's legendary people, right? Christian mm-hmm. Thibodeau. I mean, you, you name them, right? Like uh, most of them I've known for a long time are, are, are close friends of mine. I learned from them, right? Everything mm-hmm. that I could get my hands on. Yeah. So it, w- it was basically, now I learned fast that I learn well when I teach, right? So the moment yes. that I learned something, and it would be, you know, if, if you look at the old videos, it would be stuff like, you know, I, I do a, a certain method like, all right, I'm gonna, cause I would test every program there is, right? Everything, every modality, every method, every, everything you can imagine, I do it, right? And then I shoot videos on like, hey, I'm doing this contrast training with this, 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 you know? But I wasn't explaining a lot cause I wasn't confident in my voice yet, right? It, but, but I would do the training. And I mean, it was raw. Like it was, you know, we're, 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 we're clanging and banging and flipping tires and doing crazy shit. Yeah. And 
that was the beginnings. But I never like at that point in time, I'm not sitting there going like, I'm going to be a YouTuber and make a ton of money. All I gave a shit about was like helping people train, build a gym business. You know, that, that was it. Seems like there's but, a bit of a discrepancy in the market between what an actual influencer is or what a coach is. I mean, where would you say, because you sort of have to have one and the other in order to truly create something today. I mean, in the video, you know, at the time when you started your garage gym, maybe it wasn't as important to have an online space and to have a network reach today. It seems like it's much more important that somebody it, have that. It is. And here, so I, I don't think it's, you know, it's the Harv Tiek or million of mine, right? It's like, it's not either or it's and. And, and, and the, but the kicker is this, I, I put a tweet up a long time ago and I said, you know, there's, there's internet coaches and there's coaches that put stuff on the internet, right? Uh -huh. Like be a coach that puts stuff on the internet. Yeah. Right? Be and, and I truly believe that you cannot be a good online coach without coaching a lot in person. I, just, I, I agree. You with can't, that. you just, you, and the thing is, it's not even just me. Like you take out the top coaches and they'll tell you the same thing. Mm -hmm. And if, if you were like, well, yeah, now nah, I used to do it. No, like no, you need to be you doing got it. it to a certain degree, yeah. continue doing it. Right. Like there's just a, an element. And like, I know how, you know, it's difficult to, and I consider myself exceptionally good at what I do. And I still, you know, I can't transform everybody. Right. Mm -hmm. Obviously it, and I'm continuing to try to figure out psychology, behavior change, all these other underlying things that yeah. are below the excess nose and you still can't help everybody. Right. But you do your damn best. Yeah. And that's in person, which is, I mean, I would say definitely a lot easier, right? Now you take it online. Easier it. to transform someone than an online. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, it's like things like being able to read body language, you know. Yeah, the human a, experience the human is experience, actually happening. Touch, the commu actually, with the thing I would say, maybe the mo most important one, you know, if I take my ego, is like the environment, right? You create an environment, and we know environment triggers behaviors. So it, it's like, and again, when you go to coaching gyms and stuff like that, now you have community. Mm -hmm. I'm not just coming for you, Luke. I'm coming for the people at Vigor. I'm coming for my friends that I built here. Oh, yeah. Yeah. These people that bring me up, this tribe that I have, right? So you take that. Now, can there be online tribe? Yes, right? Mm -hmm. and, and by the way, I'm all for it. Like I'm launching more and more stuff online now because I I've see seen the it. impact. You and, uh, you and Keisha are doing something together, yeah? We, I mean, the thing is, I have like, you know, we can talk about all the things I'm doing. It's like, it's too many things. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I know, but this comes from uh, my desire to, like, look, I'm not going to say that I don't care about uh, the finance financial part, but it's definitely not what drives me. Like I want to, like when I started seeing like, holy shit, there's, you know, tens of thousands of people, hundreds, you know, across the world and coaches that follow me. And I, you know, for years, people are like, I want to buy a course from you. I want to buy a course from you. I want to buy, you know, and I'm, I'm like, uh, I don't have anything. Don't have it. You know, mm -hmm. then we launched and it did exceptionally well. And now there's other stuff like, you know, I got a book that's, I'm just got done. You know, we got to edit and do a lot of stuff that's coming out in September. Sick. That's it. Uh, I'm, I'm, giving, I'm giving you. I'm doing all. It's, it's, it's probably going to be the, the the Fit Pro Success Playbook, right? But it's okay. basically like the eight C's of building like a champion kind of training business. Um, it, it's a coaching book, and then Sick. after that book, you know, after that, I got another book I'm gonna start, which maybe you know I can't kind of jinx myself. It may it may be that one might be a publisher deal that we're we're talking about, and it's more towards kind of like the the end user athlete for life, which you know that name kind of came to be more so because I was just saying it so much. It's like, I'm a, I am I want to have the show and go for life, period, right? Yeah. And it became a thing. And it's like, yeah, that's the way I train. That's the model kind of I train by. Um, but again, all these things come from, to me, the heart of everything for, for me is actually the, the gym and me training people mm -hmm. and me training people in business. Like I have to have, you know, I have to test reality at all times to teach it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Same thing, like everything I've done on the side of, um, 
you know, just in, like I own my own building, right? Like I bought the building that, mm -hmm. that, that Vigor is in and we have six, seven tenants and I own another property in upstate New York and, you know, like investment, like I, I, I want to test the reality of what I do and then share what I do. Right. Well, and the it, internet's it, to the degree where if you're not actually implementing what it is you're teaching and you're, you can't show, I was just telling MJ this, you can't actually show what it is that you are accomplishing, then people are going to really question whether or not your program really works. And I feel like that's a big problem with people selling success is they don't oftentimes have the success themselves. They're selling you on the methodology that they themselves haven't implemented. And, I, and listen, I, coaches, coaching or business, it could be I, either one. hundred percent. Like Hormozzi talks about this all the time, right? It's like, like, you know, have you built the business and mm -hmm. let, then let me teach you how to do the thing. Right. But it's just like, there's a lot of people teaching, but like, what have you yeah. built? You're not going right? to make your business teaching me how to make the business. No, you need to make yeah, it and then you can teach me how you correct. Made it. Exactly. Yeah. And, and it's like even better when you can just show, you know, I, and look, and I'm, I'm very transparent too. Like, I'm like, here's the struggles. Like here, I mean, when you've been in business, you know, as a gym for 16 years, it's like, you know, mm -hmm. you got, I mean, it's, You've gone through some shit. You know, we've, we've been, I mean, I got crazy stories, but like, you know, recessions and this, that, the other, and mm -hmm. we've changed locations. I don't know how many times between the two gyms now, you know, and a lot of employees. I mean, there's there's just a lot of stuff that, that you have to overcome. And I can even sit here and tell you, like, I got 27 strategies right now. Can I even like implement them? The answer is no, right? Because I would need a team here and this, that. Like, so I even talk about that. I'm like, here's what I think is a great strategy. I'm not doing it right now. Here's why. You know what I mean? Mm. I'm, I'm always going to be transparent about it. And, you know, we tried this and it didn't work. I tried this and it worked and I didn't fucking like it. So I stopped doing it even though it was making money, right? I, I And the thing is, and but you might like it. Mm. You know, I built my business this way, but you could do it this way. Like we coach people that have really small gyms with fucking churn money, right? And they're like, I'm good. Like, I don't want to go bigger. I'm like, great. Yeah. You know, I do the same thing. But to me, it's like I wanted to have equity. And it was a really good move for me to buy commercial real estate. I want to do more of it. And I got some massive projects that we're working on. But again, it's like, do you, do you, I'm, I, I want to know what your vision is. Don't try to do what I do. Yeah. Right. Like, let me teach you for me. It's always like principles, strategies, methods, tactics, right? It's like, but people just go to tactics and it's like, well, hold up. What, what's the, why, what are you trying to achieve? Yeah, where, where's grow? the finish? What where's are you it? trying to do? Exactly. And it does change too. Like I could, you know, 10 years ago, you'd ask me like what I wanted to do. I was like, oh, I'm going to have 10 vigors, you know? Then I was like, mm -hmm. ah, actually fuck that. Like, I just want to have one phenomenal place. That's the best in the world. Let's develop that. And then I like that, you know? Yeah. It was like yeah. a Mona Lisa type, like, you know, art, because I started going like, I like that this too. is an art, you know, this is an art. It is man. Like, yeah. and if you want, like, I got friends that have friends, like, franchises they're selling for wild money right sure hell yes kudos to you like i this you're the shit from for me personally it's like i really look at my like the coaching is an art gym uh -huh. is an art you know and it's like if you had two mona lisas next to each other be like ah yeah that's not that you know i mean so it's like how can we make this as good as possible and then i love teaching that you know to others and you know what's happened in the last i mean five years is that like really big companies you know like i don't even know if i have it like agreements or what that i can't say but it's basically like you know even whoops billion dollar companies that be like hey come in and hey teach us about culture and leadership like hey how are you doing this program and then they're you know taking that and implementing it mm -hmm. on a larger scale i'm like oh, i like that like it's making an impact you know i do a course and so many people buy it or i you know do workshops and so many people watch it and it's they're helping their clients or they're helping their business that that to me is cool but then i go back to the lab yeah, and the lab is my gym. I'm trained pro teams, elite athletes, kids, 
you know, regular folks, this, that, I mean, you name it, everything, right? Would you say you have a niche market of people you target for training? I mean, it's, it's obviously man, not all pros. No, no. I, absolutely not. Like yeah. I was, I would still say, I mean, I, I have the most diverse amount of clients and just vigor in general has mm -hmm. a crazy diverse. And, and there's two vigors, one here and one overseas. One in Slovenia. Yeah. One in Slovenia. And that's, and you, you, you've decided to cap it there. You want two locations, period. That's it. I mean, and the thing is I'm completely handsome. By the way, the one in Slovenia, you know, uh, in full transparency, my brother, to my best friends running and, and Gregans, mm -hmm. like they, you know, we have close to 500 members there now. I mean, it's, it's, nice. it's, it's also about a 11,000 square feet. Uh, we don't own that building, but I, I'm completely, I, I basically just consult like that's, mm -hmm. it's like vision strategy consulting. Um, obviously it helps their brand, but, but, all, but also, I mean, we've been around longer there than we have here, but I think that, you know, the gym in Seattle is definitely a you bigger see, bigger name you right? see the gym in seattle and the way that i like to envision kind of what we're doing here is along the same path you want it to kind of be the destination you want it to be like you put it at an art form like like the tulum jungle gym you know yeah. people go yeah. out there there's yeah. only two in the world they're like hey i'm gonna make a trip i'm gonna go out to mexico i'm gonna go hang out at this gym i'm gonna get my content i'm gonna do my training this is a fun little vacation spot for me that's kind of the way you envision absolutely bigger. and look here's you know uh, more more transparent because i think people get the most out of like no bullshit. You know, I, I, I fucking mm -hmm. hate, like I, I can go on shows and talk about like all the fucking, you know, they, they like the roses and the good stuff and all that stuff. But uh -huh. like take the last three to four years, I say take the last three years and you've had COVID in between, which obviously fucked up a lot of people and made yeah. it challenging. But, oh, yeah. but I, I made a conscious decision on, you know, and I've been doing it for a long, but I made a conscious decision on, on building brand. Right. So even especially in the last five years, if you look at con my content, mm -hmm. I mean, it's aggressive. It's you know? yeah, it's, it's growing and, a lot. And, you know, people will be like, oh, man, how, what's your team? I'm like, uh, I'm the team. You know, I mean, I mean, basically, I really, truly do. The Are you the only one managing your page? More or less. I mean, like I have people that do video edits and stuff like that. But even I mean, like I do a lot, man. I do good. You know, That's everything awesome, on IG, man. everything. Now, now we're starting to like I just, you know, just hired. Uh, we're we're going to do a quarter for YouTube, for management, for filming, for this, that, the other. Somebody's going to. Cause it hasn't even been truly streamlined. You know what I mean? Like, sure. So there's, there's a ton of potential on all, on all facets. And but, you're still kind of just, I mean, you're coming to market with a lot of products now, but for a very long time, oh, yeah. you sort of just used social media to give your free Living content. Free, yeah. everything free. Same podcast yeah. free, YouTube free, IG free, Facebook. I mean, you name it, even mm -hmm. everything free. Right. And, uh, this is another, you know, uh, this is a, I've, I've actually know Gary V from back in the day. Um, I met with him and he, you know, he said something to me. It's all you guys probably have heard the book, Jab, 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 Right Hook. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. So yeah. give, 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 ask. And uh, I can't remember who was saying this. Maybe maybe it was Alex uh, Hormozzi that was, that was mentioning this about how. It says a lot of shit. Yeah. He said a lot of smart stuff. Smart dude. Um, and basically it's like mature. So ma mature platforms have like about like if you go to, you know, if, if you go to TV, you'll have legitimately about 13 minutes of commercials for every 47 minutes of content. Yeah. Right. So that's about a three to four to one, right? If you go on Facebook, every three to four posts, there's an ad, three to four to one. Mm -hmm. So mature audiences, it's yes, give, 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 ask. But what if what if you're building something? So for anybody that's listening right now, you give, 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 give until they ask, mm -hmm. right? And so you see a lot of this Heck today yeah. where it's like, oh, I've been posting, you know, what, what have you been doing? Like, oh, one a day for a month. So like nobody's I'm like, dude. Yeah, <laughs> you got like listen, man. This is you need a lot more. You have a community values what you say before Absolutely. you ever consider selling them anything. And 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 my point being is that like I took you know um for the gym, it definitely and when I say it suffered, like I, it's doing well, mm -hmm. but I took the like it's very difficult to do a lot of things. 
mm-hmm. right? Like at, at, Especially the, if you're doing at, at an yourself. elite level, at an elite level. Absolutely. So now I made a conscious decision because I know that what I did is paying off and it's a snowball effect and it helps the gym and everything else, right? Like, mm-hmm. I mean, our, we get more organic leads than most gyms get with advertising, right? Mm-hmm. Like, um, you know, I'm sometimes scared to turn ads on because I'm like, whoa, I, I need more coaches or I need more backend support. Do you have other coaches that run it bigger? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. We have, we have uh, currently, I mean, we, we've had as many as six, seven. Right now we're oh, at cool. four. Um, I got a, you know, general, full-time general manager coming in. Like at the front desk, man. I mean, I got, I got a team, right? So nice. it's not like, so, so there's, there's, there's a team, but there's levels, right? Like, yeah. To where I, I have the ability, which I think for every, you know, marketing and sales is very important, by the way. Yeah. If you're a coach, like people yeah. are just like, no, just do a great job. Yes, absolutely. You should do that. Like you should be so good that people talk about you at hundred percent. That should be the most important thing. Yeah. But to not have the ability to market and sell like you're, you know, yeah. you are shooting yourself in the foot. It's going to be tough. You could be, be the tough. best in the world, but if no one has any idea that you're doing it. Exactly. Yeah, you're yeah, not going to get any You customers. have to be visible and you have to be talking to customers. You have to be. And so, you know, to, to, to talk, you know, basically what I teach people now a lot is like, look, your foundation, that's what the book is about. The foundation is coaching, customer experience, culture, mm-hmm. right? Those three things, those three C's, you got to, like, you got to have that. And it's got to be great. That's the foundation, right? Mm-hmm. Then the next. In any particular order? Uh, I mean, look, it. I think that coaching and customer, I, I would sometimes but this is going to you know become blasphemy for somebody that's so into training and coaching uh-huh but customer experience is so shit in the service industry yeah that if it can be a competitive advantage if so, you're good with customer relations but maybe not as good as a coach yeah i mean but, but how many times are like look yeah. i know when i started working at like la fitness or or vision quest mm-hmm. and i would at first be like annoyed right I'd be like how the fuck like this person doesn't know what the hell they're doing mm-hmm. but they cut you know oh they've been their clients for six years right yeah and then instead of, you know, being after a while, I was like, okay, I got to figure out what they're doing. So they're keeping them even though they're not doing good training. Right. Yeah. And so that was the customer experience. Uh huh. Yeah. yeah. They but like them. They correct. have an interpersonal exactly. connection. So with communication, person. like, like you got, here's the thing in this industry, you got to be likable. I mean, I can tell you some of the biggest names in the world that like, you know, were not likable and people didn't want to train with them. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I mean, they, they built, they built their, I would say, uh, reputation more through, through education later on. People yeah. don't want to keep training with them, right? No. So you got to be likable, right? And you got to not hurt people and you got to get people results, but you got to create. So that to me, you know, is customer experience. And then part of coaching. Coaching is also communication and empathy and listening and, right? Mm-hmm. Like, no, we're going to fucking do it this way, but I don't want that. No, I know what the fuck, you know, they're not going to stay with you, right? Yeah. yeah. Even though you know all the X's and those all day long. So I, I don't even know, you know, usually when we coach people, we go like, oh, this person's a great coach, but their customer experience sucks and their culture is not good, mm-hmm. yeah. right? Because they don't like, certain standards they don't set and then they don't manage those standards right yeah and then the next three c's is content communication which is marketing Mm -hmm. right and then conversion which is sales yeah right so it's like you got you got to have this foundation and i feel that the beginning aspects of it and it was for me like for me it was like word word of mouth and referrals yeah which you know i kind of got a rule like listen if you don't get i don't know if you got 30 clients and you're going to get five referrals a month one you got to do a better job Mm-hmm. Two, you got to ask for referral. You know, you got to have the referral system. But, you know, and then you add those next three C's, right? And then you have systems, which is C, consistency, right? So, like, it, a lot it, of C's. A lot of C's. <laughs> build, build on C's. It's, it's memorable. It's memorable. Yeah, it's like, um, see, this is what happens when you get me drinking uh, caffeine. Uh, <laughs> Swedish fish. Yeah, Swedish fish. It's game over. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's it's, it's like you, you got, you know, it, it is, it's not an either or, man. It's, it's an and. So, and, but today, here's the deal that you know that many years ago it was so difficult to do both 
Yeah. But today, like when people are like, I don't have time for content. What do you mean? It takes 10, 15 minutes. By like yourself. It, yeah. It doesn't take yeah. a lot of time. It just creates, it, it, it takes structure. Mm -hmm. It takes a schedule being organized. And most of the time, like I'm filming the shit that I'm doing. It's not like I'm, some stuff I, I I'm creating, but like majority of I'm documenting. I'm, I'm it's also not clients. it's also not as imperative that people get the quality they think they need. They see oh, stuff no. you're doing or like what I'm doing, and they're like, okay, I can't do that. You know what? I can't do that, so I probably shouldn't even crack at it at all. And I always tell them like, okay, I would stop. Look, go back, scroll a couple years back, and look what I was doing back in 2017. Like, look at look at that content. That yep, exactly. That's me in front of my phone talking about anything. Your content is all around you. If what you're doing is really what you're passionate about, you don't need a team of people editing anything. No. You need you need content that is going to be consistent more than the quality of the content but being this incredible. Is why you got to train? You see what I'm saying? Like you don't run out. I was, you know, I was text with Ben Bruno, and it's like we we train people, so we always have content. Like mm -hmm. I'm always coaching. I'm yeah. always listening to clients. I'm all so. It's like, you should never run out of it. And I, I always tell folks, I listen on your phone, in a journal, every problem that any prospect or client brings up to you, write it down. Right. Okay. Everyone, yeah, every, right. I, I legitimately have an Evernote. I mean, I'm talking about, it is just, I never run out of content mm -hmm. I, or people will say something I'm like, what do you say? Yeah. Text it to myself, put it, put it in my Evernote later. Right. Because I'm like, man, this is always hurting. This is struggling. I'm struggling with this with nutrition. And like, these are all, I'm like, this is the best content. I'm yeah. going to create content for the, for my clients. Mm -hmm. Right. Cause it's, and so that to me, I'm like, you're trying to create content for other coaches and for shit to go viral, solve problems. Yeah. You already, if you have three clients, you have three people you're solving problems for share all the shit that you're doing with them. Give it all away. You know, that's, that's another thing that, um, Frank Kern taught me was like, give all your stuff away, everything, the best mm -hmm. stuff, the best shit, give it away. Mm -hmm. Because there's two things that happen. Well, actually more, but like, number one, People will be like, damn, I fuck confident. Mm -hmm. He's giving it all the way, right? Yeah, he's not charging anything. Number two, they won't be able to do it, right? It's like, I can read everything about something. I'm still going to get stuck and I'm like, shit, dude, I'm going to hire this guy to help me with the YouTube. I'm going to hire, right? Right. Do you know how like, uh, this will this will be a great story though. Uh, Geek Squad. You guys know Geek oh, Squad? Oh yeah. yeah, of course, yeah. You, do you know the story of Geek Squad? No. Okay, Never. so Geek Squad basically shot, shot YouTube videos on fixing every little fucking thing gadget tv this that the other right yeah. and it started getting a f insane amount of views uh -huh. right because people were looking it up it's like youtube is like google right yeah and people are like holy shit like this is a step-by-step -step process on how to solve the thing right mm -hmm. but what happens i know i'm the same way i look at this fuck it's an 11 minute video god damn it i don't want to do this mm -hmm. who who did they start calling geek squad yeah these guys are helping me solve my problem i don't want to solve it i'm gonna have you solve it boom sold for a billion to best buy right. right yeah so it's like you think about content and you go like you got to be geek squad you know what i mean mm -hmm. and it's and stop the whole shit about like yeah but brick and has already done glue it doesn't matter it's your voice like you're, oh, you're yeah. one of one is it, people will listen to you that's right? the other thing i get pushed back a lot of times when i'm encouraging content creation and new up and coming even not in, even not new up and coming coaches experienced coaches they're oftentimes i think a little worried that they're going to rip somebody off or something like hey man you got to know I mean, my whole page is filled with lists of coaches. You're in this list. Coaches that are doing things, that are doing movement patterns, that are doing content a certain way. I'm like, oh, that's cool. I'll send it to him. Hey, we were going to do this topic. I love how he shot this. Let's try to make it sort of like this. It's a rotating door. And it's also not, it's not hostile. If anybody gets hostile that you no. made a video kind of like you, like mine, 
What in the world? Like, we're all learning from each other. Always, man. And it's like, I, I shout out everybody. I mean, I try to do my best, obviously. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I, I mean, we've all, think about this. Everything that you've known, you've learned from somewhere. And then, of course, mm -hmm. your experience has taught you, right? So, yes, we have our own views, our own experiences, our own wisdom. But, I mean, I could I could legitimately quote people every single day all the time, right? Like, oh, I learned. But most of the time, if you go on my stuff, you'll see like, hey, this is a ground series. Mike Robertson reminded me about it. I've been doing some of these things. Shout out to Mike. Shout out to Bill Hartman. Shout, you know, I'm like always shouting people out. Oh, right. I saw yeah. drag performance put up this acceleration drill. It's awesome. Like I've been doing it like this, but I saw it like this. Love it. If they share it, like it's if you if you drop your ego, right? And it's oh, like for you a big time, right? Big you got, time. You got, and the thing is, if you're experienced, you got to drop the ego because you got to you got to stop doing the whole thing about like, oh, like I, you know, I'm not as smart because I'm saying that I learned from somebody else because that's a lot of times what happens. Mm -hmm. But if you're a newbie, like here's my recommendation, right? It's like documenting your journey of learning through the industry. So it's your first year, your second year, people are like, oh man, I'm not smart yet. You know what? Do it exactly like that. Hey, today I learned this thing and I tried it with my client and like it went really well and I did this thing and I did it in my own training. So you got stuff you can document all the time. But instead of going like, I know everything, you go like, no, I'm learning. Yeah. And here's what I'm learning. And here's Stay what I, here's what I experienced, right? And it becomes like social media becomes like this learning tool for you. But that every time, so this is what was really helpful for me, right? And in the way that I believe that I can create so much content is I am like studying a lot. I mean, I'm I'm a very very voracious reader. I'm always studying courses. I'm always I'm in speaking at events. You know, I'm, I stay afterwards. I go to we host. I mean, this year we're hosting. 10 or 11 seminar certifications at my gym, right? We, we I mean, we, and I, when I say this, I, I I don't say this arrogantly. There's no gym in the country that has more continuing ed than we do, period, right? Really? On it? No. No? Uh, maybe some years, man, but it's, I'm telling you, it's like we take COVID out. Uh -huh. If you bundle like eight years, we probably average nine events per year. Nice. Per year, right? And that's, and on top of that, I put on a big round fitness and business summit, eight years. Mm -hmm. You're, you know, I mean, it's, it's absurd. Like when I, pull out the list it's it's absolutely insane right so not only am i going to speak going to seminars buying courses reading book we're bringing people in all the time you know mm -hmm. so it's just non-stop and for me it's like as soon as i learn it mm -hmm. i'm teaching it yeah i'm teaching it to the team and staff i'm shooting a video i'm gonna drop a podcast on it because it's ingraining my learning i, I want to implement it and then share what i learned through putting it to, into work right because Cause there's so much stuff out there, man, that that's based on theory and not real world. Right. Like, uh, there's folks that have been like, you should do this in your small group training and I'll do it. And I'm like, that don't this, work. Bro, this don't work. Yeah. Man. It like, doesn't work. I'm like, I'm running groups of this, 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 like there's no way. And I got a big gym. Imagine doing this in 800 square foot gym. No way. Right. So like I've, I've test the reality and it's like, Nope, this worked. That's why like the small group course, you know, is doing so well, but, but it's like, I've done thousands of those sessions, you know, and when I started them and what they are now, they're so different. How small is your small group course? I mean, it, our, our small group training is, we, we marketed it like up to 16 people, but sometimes there'll be like 10, 20 in my groups. Right. But it's strength training. Yeah. That's not so bad. I've, I've created a model that like you can train all different levels of people mm -hmm. through this model. And it's, I mean, it's a, look again, I don't want to sound, sound a certain way, but like I've tested this so much and it mm -hmm. works so well. And there's, I mean, hundreds of people doing it across the world now, minimum, if not more, in their coaching, in their gyms. You know, and what I love hearing is they do it and they go like, dude, this works. Mm -hmm. I'm like, yeah, like, I'm like, I've done so much of it. It's not like I sat down and theorized it. It was like, I sat down, did it, put the program in, ran like blocks and blocks and blocks a year. Okay, change it. A year, change it. I mean, just thousands of sessions with thousands of people. 
and then you're like okay i found some stuff right like that i think can work whether you got a 500 square foot gym or if you got a 20,000 square foot gym doesn't matter right yeah but again you you got to put the like you, you got to get your hands dirty man like there's just no other way and that's what i love doing is like learn apply you know uh -huh. reflect course correct you know what i mean uh, do it again do it again and, yeah. and to me it's also the best solution for always having content always you know like be curious because it's like i you know i can sit here and i'm telling you like i know my shit inside and out but i don't i feel like i don't know anything because I don't, because it's like, once you learn more, you realize you don't know shit. You know? Mm -hmm. So, you know, it, but, or it, it's like two sides of the coin, right? It's like the Bruce Lee thing, right? At first, the punch was just a punch. Then it was so much more than a punch. And then it just became a punch again. But it's like, you know, mastery is kind of fine tuning those little things forever and ever and ever, right? So I, I think that if you stay curious and you stay open-minded and, you know, we learn new things and you find stuff out like, oh shit. I mean, think about even, you know, 10 years ago, some of the training stuff that you did or thought, right? Uh -huh. It's not like you throw everything out. Like there's still a lot of things that I'm doing, but some things I was doing, I'm like, Ooh, a little cringe. Oh yeah. But it, but it was the best that I believed at that point in time from what I've learned right now. I've learned new things and I'm like, man, like, or there was things I was using mm -hmm. and I was like, these are great. And then I was like, Oh, they're stupid. You know, cause I learned something new. Mm -hmm. And now I'm like, actually, that was really smart. And I'm or something else in. came into the industry. I Ab mean, absolutely. the equipment in the industry has changed immensely over the last 10 years. That's like, something, I mean, oh my things God. you're like, yeah. oh, I was doing this a certain way. Oh, wow, that's way before this piece of equipment existed. And and, and think about the technology. I mean, you know, and I don't like outsourcing too much to technology, but, you know, we're talking about Joel and HRV, right? Like Omega Wave cost like $30,000 when you got it, right? The first kind of HRV device NFL teams were bringing it in, this, that, the other. Mm. I mean, now you, like, it's free. You know yeah. what I mean? Like you get it, you basically give me a heart rate monitor and you get more, you train with Morpheus.com and you got it for free. Yeah. They, it's, a, it's like an app. Yeah. And it's like, you know, or, or for instance, like even things like force, force decks or VBT, I love, love velocity based training. Like mm. I buy a I've $350 device and I put it on the bar and like, it's going to give me all types of data. You know what I mean? Like in again, machines, devices, you know, you got the, the run rocket or the 1080, right? Like it's like, I can sprint at different like velocities. It's two grand. I mean, like two grand might sound a lot, but listen, these things used to be 20 grand. Yeah. Now it's two, right? So the, the things that, you know, and this is what tends to happen, right? Whatever five years ago was happening at elite sports mm -hmm. becomes readily available to anybody, right? And it's like, what? okay, what's what's happening now? And you're going to be like, oh, it's this and this and peptides. Okay, cool. It's become readily available, right? So yeah. if not, it will in a few years. For sure. Yeah. yeah. And I think it's, I mean, now it's faster, right? Because everything's speeding up. So it yeah. used to be like 10 years now, then it was five. Now it's probably like three, two, and it's already, mm -hmm. you know, gem pop. And it's like, oh, I can get this device for 500 bucks, right? Like, yeah. so I, I think that's cool and exciting. I think that what happens though in the industry a lot is um, that... It, <laughs> There's a lot of this, this kind of like charlatanism and it's like, this is the best thing. This is the best diet. This is the best device. Really to me, it's all, you know, again, go back to like understand principles at the highest level. Because like, if you understand principles, everything else becomes easier, right? Yeah. Toys are nice, but you have to understand why exactly. And those are tools, right? It's got principles. And again, you know, when we said tactics, then at the bottom that's tools, right? So you got principles, strategy, method, tactic, tool. And absolutely like there's there's tools that i love and there's methods associated with them but people are too stuck and too rigid where you know i'm like do you like this i do you know in what scenario with whom how much time do i have how much money do i have you know it's like yeah. look at all these factors but like part of the thing that i actually loved in, in the story of Richard brown is that like we started with i mean almost nothing because we didn't have it we're broke, right so 
training people in the woods with their elements, kettlebells, and barbells, body weight, pull-up bars, you know, just that anti-garbage soul source thing now because of the coaching and the culture that I've been accustomed to. You know, and it's like, we went, went to the, I started my gym, I can tell you the exact numbers, right? I had a bunch of equipment that I was buying when I was training out of LA Fitness and Business Quest, like a trap bar, some KBs, TRXs and stuff. And then I spent like 3,500 bucks or 4,000. And then I had to put down three months left, which was three grand at that point. Right? So for $7,000, I started gym, right? And it had, I mean, listen, it was a kind of a fit home, but man, it had character. I mean, I'll send you pictures. It, yeah, but like, the results were absurd though. You know what I mean? Like it was like, it was nuts. And there's people that still train, you know, 12, 13 years later now, right? Like, kind of made it, and every once in a while, I'll be like, man, I'm sticking out. Right? Because it was, there was something about it that was just so great. I try not, I try to make sure that the, the current gym always keeps that level of grit. Like, yeah, hey, it's nice. We got some, we got cool shit. But, man, you know, people are like, oh, you should probably get a new bench. I'm like, no, fuck that. Let's take that. You know, I want, it's like, I want that. That grit, I want that. It's the dungeon. Uh, yes, the yes. Yeah. There's a great, like, if you, if you want to read a, a, an awesome thing, I'll give you book revelations all day, but a, a book that I've, I've loved lately is called The Goldmine Effect. And it talks about these gold mines of talent, mm. right? So think about why does Brazil have these amazing soccer players, right? Like, why, why do the Kenyans run like that? And it dives into these things, right? And there's all these lessons from from what, what they do and, and how they develop these guys and why in those places, right? But but one of them was like, as soon as you add too much like nice shit, too fast, right? So Chelsea spent hundred million dollars to develop like this youth, but they haven't built one star for them, right? Because it's too much it's not nice stuff. Um, one minute ago it stopped recording the audio. The video is still recording. It's never done that. Thank you guys so much for watching that episode of Becoming the 1% Podcast. If you like the content and you want to see more of it, hit the like and subscribe. Activate that notification bell as well. We really appreciate it. If you guys want to see more of it, we actually have the Becoming the 1% Instagram and the podcast is available on Spotify. For our socials, we have Strict Vision Athletics on Instagram. We have it on YouTube and we have it on TikTok.